podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. The Chels is backed for the season by Ladbrooks. Hello, good evening and welcome to the Chels. So sorry about last week, but I was away... Phil's doing thespy stuff, and he's playing cricket with some septuagenarians in Hertfordshire. So we just couldn't do it last week. Plus, I think Leon's machine broke. He's the engineer, so let's blame him. Anyway, here we are. We're back, and I've got two very lovely guests. No Andy Saunders, because he's now in the octogenarian team for, for <laughs> Hertfordshire or wherever it is. Um, but I is have like walking cricket. It's not like walking football. You're not allowed to run. There's no walking involved. It's lying down cricket. That's where he's I said the way Andy plays, there's no runs involved anyway. (laughs) Exactly. He he has a consistent average. God, he'll hate this. But it's all right. He won't listen. He doesn't listen if he's not on. So it's fine. We can say what we like. (laughs) His average is about 0.000. Oh, that's zero. Big fat zero. Luckily, I've got no zeros here tonight. I've got Mr. Seb Fontaine. Evening. How are you? Really good, really good. You know, it's a beautiful day. Summer's shaping up nicely. It's festival seasons all kicking in, and I'm feeling like a rant. Okay. I didn't know where that was going. That <laughs> sentence it could have been anything, no, but I'm a f- rant. I'm sure we will be yeah, we can... looking forward to. Yeah. And fresh from his ex- exertions in a time that actually comes close to my very best for the marathon. Yeah, the real marathon, the London marathon. Oh my God, it's Robert Ray. And you seem to have a, a brick around your neck. I have a massive great medal around my neck, which I was going to take off because I thought it would clash against the microphone and ruin the sound, but I'm told it's okay. Well, can we hear what it would sound if you, you did can clash? try. That would really <laughs> hurt that an bad? engineer's ears. That's brilliant. <laughs> Deafen the engineer. That's brilliant. Excellent. We went out after the, um, on the night of the marathon, we went out for dinner, and as I sat down, I clanked the medal against the side of my plate accidentally, and it echoed around the restaurant. <laughs> I love great. that. It was like I was, in, you know, I was announcing my, uh, my A victory my clank. Absolutely. So you did it in under 14 hours, didn't you? Uh, definitely under 14 hours, oh, yeah. Okay. Four hours, 21, 39. Oh, look at that. See, I know. You can't get a rise out of these runners. <laughs> They're just going, I think... Oh, I refer you to my actual time. Um, I'm having it tattooed on my arm. So were you doing this for charity or just for I yourself? I was. I was doing it for the Motor Neuron Disease Association, which is quite close to my heart because a friend of mine died from it. Okay. Um, so if anybody wants to contribute, you can contribute to justgiving.com slash fundraising slash Robert Ray 3. Okay. And we'll get him to say that again later because we believe in this kind of self-publicity. I think it's good. So yeah, no, it's brilliant. And did you enjoy it? I loved it. I loved every moment of it. Have you done it before? It's wonderful. I've never done it before. The crowds are unreal. I know everybody says that, but the whole thing was just unreal. Um, I'm still, and I think back back on it, and it doesn't it doesn't seem like any of it ever happened. It just seems like a sort of fairy story. It's ridiculous. And what time do you start running? I started running at ten forty seven. Okay, so you made it back for the United game. <laughs> Just, yeah, I was... <laughs> and how happy were you that you made it back for <laughs> the United game? Absolutely. Yeah, I sprinted the last bit, just in, just in case. Well, right. a fool, you could, should have been like me. I'd have missed the United game, and I, it really wouldn't have worried I'll me. I'll tell you one thing that kept me going. I was, um, go, I was running along, and I saw a bunch of Leicester fans. They had big Leicester, Leicester flags. So I stopped to ask them what the score was. It was brilliant. And did they know? Oh, they knew, and it kept me going for the, sort of, uh, well, in the next two miles. But I, well, I, th- I think all, all power to you, and, and well done. Will you do it again? No. 
Okay. It's a stupid distance. It really is. Now, it's not so much. The race is great fun. The training is an absolute slog. All those long runs, you do it for four months, just keeping on running, mile after mile. There's nobody around. It's raining. It's cold. There's no family cheering. You're cheering you on or anything. It's miserable. But the race itself, absolutely lovely. Brilliant. Well, no, well done. And, uh, yeah, happy retirement, that's what I'd say. <laughs> there are some of us, like Andy, who just won't give up, you know, his cricket. But uh, maybe we could do a lying down marathon. Well, I thought I'd, um, I thought I'd, you know, sort of go into semi-retirement, much like in a Higuain in the um, Man United game. Oh, 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 you've brought it back to football. So, I mean, okay. Well, I mean, I, I suppose we should cast our beady little eyes back. Um, it's been, it's been a funny old few weeks because uh, if we look at, we can talk about specifics. I mean, Burnley was a, a, an odd old game. Um, extraordinary, absolutely extraordinary. Luckily, I was in New York, so. I... Couldn't watch it properly. They frustrated us perfectly. They did. They did. They did a job on us. If I'm honest. But oh. we. I mean, we we scored two absolutely magnificent goals. Yeah. At which point we're in control. Loftus Cheek nearly scores a third. At which point they're dead and buried. And then we just let them back into it and never, never, never look as if we're going to recover from it. I, I, we could, we look like we could crumble at any point and any time in any game this season, or certainly in the second half of the season. I mean. It's been pretty appalling. There's nothing... I, we're, I, we're low on confidence or something. Well, I don't know if it's even that. You see, for me, I, I think there's an issue, which I've been talking about a lot through this, this whole season, is that we have threatened to be found out. And apart from Man City, we haven't. I, I think there's a real problem <coughs> in Bournemouth. the centre of... Sorry? <coughs> sorry. <coughs> oh, yeah, I tried to forget that one. Oh, why do you have to remind me? I'll be all <laughs> miserable again. But th- I think there's a real problem in the centre of defence. Luis and Rudiger, both fantastic footballers, very skillful, can on their day sort anything out, clear any ball they want, tackle whoever they want. But something I don't think has happened is them gelling. There's, it, possibly, but they're not helped. I mean, neither fullbacks cover themselves in glory. Dave's had this, a poor Dave's season. Dave's had a poor season. Emerson is, I'm sorry, he's not the answer. And I know Alonso's been bad this season, but Emerson really is poor. Um, looks good going forward, terrible at the back. And then they've got no cover in front of them either, because Kante's been moved up, as we've talked about lots of times. <laughs> and Jorginho is not a covering midfielder. He's, you know, he's whatever they call it, to register, but he's not, or register, or whatever, but he's not a covering midfielder. He doesn't cover the, the, the centre-back's mistakes. Um, I mean, I was watching the goal, the, the second Burnley goal, and it was, it was comedy defending. I mean, Jorginho clattered into the back of Emerson and knocked him over. There were three of them sort of lying prone in the penalty area while Ashley Barnes was unmarked. But that's the story of so many of the goals we've let in. It's been farcical defending. I mean, just, but we could, we look like we could implode at any minute, even when we're in control. You know, there's a couple of ball, you know, who was it against? I think it was Wolves or so. It literally, you know, they scored after, after just from nothing. Or we just literally, we could be in massive control, could have 80% possession, but we still look like we could concede at any minute. You sort of knew both those Burnley goals were coming, didn't you? Yeah. Because you knew that they were going to score from a corner. Yeah. However, however we defended it, we were going to let it in. And the same when Louise gave the free kick away. Yeah. It was, this is another set piece. It's going to come over. We're going to muck it up. And sure enough, we did. Do you think there's something fundamentally wrong with the players or the system? This is, for, for me, that's four at the back. Now, we've had long enough this season. We should have seen improvement, evolution, change. None of it's really happened. It's been the same all season. It's the same type of goals we give away. It's the same type of mistakes that we keep on making. And there doesn't seem to be any acknowledgement that this is a real issue for us. We, 
we put one thing right and then something else goes wrong it, it seems to me so the Burnley game was was you know how weak we are at set pieces and we know we're weak at set pieces um, we can't mark we don't know what we're doing we're trying to play a zonal defence which we can't play properly um, then there are other games like the Wolves game where we're, we're just torn apart by a, a, a fast running striker mm. Um, but it seems to me that when we, we, you know, we try and correct one problem and something else, you know, crops up because we're fundamentally not very good at the at defence. But what are the answers, Seb? I, for me, it looks like there's a, a, a lack of confidence. I, I, look, I think there's a, it's, it's a really weird time. You know, Sarri is probably the most unpopular, most unpopular manager since um, since maybe AVB. He really is really unpopular. I think, you know, square peg, Benitez. round hole. I'd take Benitez yeah, yeah, back. And, and I, I know that's heretical and I've been um, yeah, slagged off for but it. He was, yeah, would, at least but Benitez he wasn't a real so. manager. He was only a caretaker manager. Okay. But, uh, you know, I, and I just think this square peg and a round hole and, and Sarri just trying with the same square peg in the same round hole every single week and not changing anything. I, I mean, I've got to say, it's possibly the worst football I've seen at Stamford Bridge for just years. And that includes even, you know, Mourinho's tyrannical kind of implode, implosion, you know, that season. I mean, this is just appalling. I mean, just like for like substitutions. But the problem is, with this transfer ban hanging on, is it best to change the manager now? Or until we know what we've got with this transfer ban, whether it's going to be, you know, um, delayed for a season or whatever... Which, which I mean, I've got to say, I mean, FIFA's argument is, oh, yeah, we did it for Barcelona and Madrid because it was, you know, everyone should know by now what's coming when you do the, when you make that mistake. However, the mistake was made prior to that. This is, an, this is a historical mistake. So it's not like we could have done anything different. It's like, oh, look, you know, that's what Barcelona, mm. Barcelona and Madrid have had. We can't make that same mistake. That mistake had already been made. So FIFA's argument in my world is, is completely dead in the water, but they seem to have it in for us. Well, basically, we were as corrupt and as cheating as all the other teams, and we were really damn good at it, and now got found out. What the hell can we do about it? But the thing is, I don't know whether to change the manager when you can't actually buy any players. You can't do it. We are really, we're a pretty, you know, pretty nasty situation. We're in real limbo in, you know, with a manager that's definitely not working. The players aren't responding to him and the manager has said as much. But I don't actually know what we can do to who's do it. Gonna, who's going to want to come in if they can't buy their own, bring their own yeah. players in? Who's going to want to manage that lot, really? I mean, a, a, a team that has downed tools on many occasions for a couple of different managers. I mean, this is, it's quite a toxic situation here. And I, it, I don't see many bright lights other than, you know, Callum Hudson-Odoi and some, some bright lights coming oh, through. Well, well, but that that's, could end up being another... Yeah, I, I, I'm, I think, st- I'm still not convinced they've downed tools. I don't think they have. I, don't I think, think, they, I think have. they just the, the whole thing between the manager and the players isn't no, working. I don't, it hasn't before. I as don't well. think they've downed tools. But I, I think the last time they downed tools was for Mourinho, and that was a. It felt like a proper downing of tools because uh, Mourinho had gone yeah, completely off he, the rails. Yeah, but it's definitely you know he moans. It, it's that still that same thing when you got Sarri. You know, not so much now, but earlier on in the season, moaning about them, and he can't get them to do this, and they're not seeing his way. And if I, you know, he goes the intensity. That's all he seems to talk about is the bloody intensity. And you know, and there's so many other problems other than the intensity that he should be looking at. Well, I think, I think, I actually think what he's trying to do. You see it work in fits and starts, and when it works for five minutes here, ten minutes there, 
It is really quite... Yeah, but that's not enough, is no, it? No, of course it's not. But you can see what he's trying to do. And the, it's almost like the players are grasping a nettle. They sort of go, oh, yeah, this is... Your... Oh, no, I'm, I'm not sure. And they revert and they stop playing. And I'm not sure that these players have the temperament to completely... Because it is changing their philosophy that they've had at Chelsea for a number of years. It's changing the way we play. I think Sarri will be fine for another year. I don't think he's going anywhere. I think the club will say, you stay another year. He started making pronouncements again about, it's going to take me two years to get this club to where we want to be. I think the club have spoken to him and said, look, we've got other stuff going on. You're the man who's going to be here. I, th- I think you're probably right. Him, if they were going to sack him, they'd have sacked him by yeah, now. So he's there for next season, whether we like it or not. Um, I think you're right about playing sort of, you know, working for five or ten minutes. That's not enough, obviously. But there was a, there were a couple of times, not in the Burnley game or the Man United game, but a couple of times before that, when he, when he, he started with Loftus Cheek, started with Hudson Odoi on the wing, and you could see that the, 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 the um, opposition defence was getting pushed back slightly, and suddenly Jorginho had room to play in, and suddenly we looked a better side. Um, the trouble is that's not going to work every time, and it certainly didn't work against Man United. Um, when we were when we were forced back, and suddenly when when Jorginho is penned on the end, edge of his penalty area, we look terrible. We look limited. We don't look, look as if we know how to defend or attack, um, and that's our problem. We you know we've we've got to work out how we dominate, and we, we you know we we put our style of play onto other teams. And at the moment, we can't do it. Well, I, th- I think it's interesting what you say there. And we'll come on to the Man U game in, in a minute, but um, I do think the Man U game is a point in order because actually Sarri got to grips with it at half time and actually managed to implement us pushing up a bit further on them and st- and really stop United playing in that second half. We still so it was kind like of a very good team, though, didn't we? It was a no, second no, half. It was an awful game of football all round. It was just dire. Yeah, but we were the better out of two bad sides. But anyway, we should go back to other things, like Callum Hudson-Odoi. Now, how do you solve a problem like Callum? Here we have this player who's supposedly been agitating for either game time or a transfer. Starts getting game time and suddenly gets an injury like he got, a ruptured Achilles. That that scares me in itself. First off, I just want to ask, what did you think about the fact when he went down after an innocuous challenge that you thought there's something really bad here, but also that they came on, looked at him, and then when decided he had to come off, walked him round the ground? I mean, that's got to be doing damage. You would know as our athlete here today, Robert. Um the moment I saw it, I thought, well, that's, that's a bad injury. And I, the cynical part of me thought, well, that's his Bayern move killed. Because it is. He's not going to get back for four months earliest, maybe six months. Um, they're going to worry about whether he's lost any pace because of it. Um, there's always going to be a worry that, you know, when he, when he, when he goes for a sprint, it's going to go again. Um, so from Chelsea's point of view, I was actually thinking, well, actually, long term... Maybe that's. Maybe that's a good I, way I of thought that the club. as well, but you've got to remember it. Then puts him into talking the, the window where he can talk to clubs where he's you know without of his contract, and he's he's basically could be up for a massive money deal somewhere else if we you know if we're not giving him the game time he wants. I mean, he literally is in the shop window for a massive kaching. He could, but because I mean, because of the injury, he is He'd have sadly to prove- damaged goods. Yeah. Um, he's now got to take a choice between whether Chelsea, I mean, Chelsea are obviously keeping faith in him because they've offered him a, a better contract. Um, so he's now got to see if anybody's going to come back to him. I've but got I, a feeling I, if, I he's, have, if he's got any sense at all, he'll tell you what Chelsea are offering. I would think so. And because there's no guarantee the, Bayern will come back. And there's now got to be a period of rehabilitation, but you just worry in this 
world of greedy agents and something will someone say don't sign anything you'll we, you know we'll we'll you know and i, I think it'd be a real shame but i we'll see I, I think it's an intriguing situation and I think it's a terrible situation because for me, we've got used to... I, I grew up in the age where people got knee ligament injuries. Ian Hutchinson, one of our great players, his career was finished by a knee ligament injury. It was one of those, you got a ligament injury, you were gone, you were history, it was over for you. But then the, the surgery got better and better. Now everyone has a ligament injury. I mean... If we were living in the old days, we would have no footballers left in this world because it is one of those that happens a lot now. Maybe it's because of the pace of the game, the way the game's played, but everyone comes back from it. It's like, oh, it's a bit of a disruption. But the one thing I think is a really terrible injury is the Achilles, and they've not sorted it out. And I remember when, uh, God bless him, Michael Dubry was tipped to be the future captain of England, future captain of Chelsea, and he did his, his Achilles, and he never came back the same. He had that pace, which you lose, that first which, yard. Which is one thing for a defender, but for an, a winger, is, is, you know, is, is massive. The thing I think for Callum is that he's got more up his sleeve than just speed. He's two-footed, he takes a defender on both ways, he's a lovely crosser of the ball. There are other aspects to his game other than speed that he can rely on. I still reckon... I mean, he's still not as good as he thinks he is. He's still not as good as a lot of the Chelsea fan base think he is. He's, I he's got a lot to both learn. Of those, yeah. And of the two young players who've made their way into the team, OK, Loftus-Cheek isn't that young anymore. Loftus-Cheek is the one that intri- intrigues me more and interests me more. I think his what he offers the team is um, a, a hell of a lot. He's got the pace, he's got the drive, he's got the strength, he's got the passing ability. If he'd been injured um, with a with, with a ankle lig- yeah. uh, Achilles ligament injury or whatever, I'd be I'd be more worried. Um, yeah, I mean, every time I see Kovacic on the team sheet and not Ruben, I I kind of have a deep sigh because I think he's exciting, Loftus Cheek. You know, he runs with the ball, runs at players. He's really exciting. That first goal against Burnley was was. Yeah. I mean, everybody was going on about Hazard and so on, and so on but it, it was all him. I mean, he, he drove through that Burnley defence. I mean, Sunes on, uh, on, on Sunday was very damning about Kovacic, you know, before the game. He was like, he's got no assists, he's got no, he's got literally got nothing. And Real Madrid want something like 48 million for him. Yeah, well, I mean... Apparently okay. they're going to do us a favour and loan him back to us for another year as long as we, you know, agree to 100% buy him at the end for £48 million. Well, There is, is an argument. If you can't get in the current Real Madrid team, then... Yeah, you're, right. You're not exactly. very good at football. Exactly. The, 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 the sad thing is, for me, Kovacic, when he started this season, you thought... Oh, this is a silky player. You know, his link-up play with Jorginho was great. The way he was covering space, making himself available. For everyone, me, everyone looked good in the beginning, though. Yeah, no, well, they <laughs> did. That's true, because it took a while for everyone to go, sit on Jorginho, yeah. you finish Chelsea. But also, for me, he's he really is the epitome of not evolving. And actually, what I think Kovacic has done, and bless him, he's not really done anything wrong, but he hasn't necessarily done anything right. I think he's actually... Uh, impeded one of our players' careers this season. I, I don't think he's found himself a role, and that's a problem for him. He yeah. doesn't know where he's supposed to be I, playing but, or what he's supposed to be but doing. But do you not find that even, no matter who we bring on, whether it be Ross Barkley, Kovacic, everyone just looks like they're performing some kind of perfunctory role. No one really looks like they're enjoying they look, their football. Yeah, they look like Under Sarri, they just look like they're just... 
and letting everything tick past. You know, no one really look. Or in, in most games, no one really looks like they're enjoying their football. No, they all look as if it's my, well, my job is to pass the ball to the next next available yeah. player, which is why I think watching Loftus Cheek play for us has been in- interesting because he doesn't just do that. Yeah, I mean, I, I, one thing I, I, I and I really it, I, I talk hypothetically. I've really felt this year that there's so there's been so many boring games where people have literally not even tried to play football that when rugby did this a while back you know and everyone was just shooting penalties and not bothering scoring tries they then brought something in that would kind of right we're going to give extra points if you actually make a try and you know have a go at winning this game you know properly and playing some proper rugby and I, I wish there was a way in football that we could kind of penalize teams that just don't you know do, maybe it should be an extra point if you you know, a point deducted if you get less than 30% possession. Or so. I don't know what it could be, and it really is pie in the sky, but the amount of negative football going on in the Premiership is, is a problem at the moment. I tell you what's going to make the difference. Go if we have football this boring next year, God, I can't wait for VAR. It's going to be the excitement <laughs> in the game, you know. That's where it's headed. Anyway, we're headed for a break, and we'll be back straight after this. The Chels is backed for the season by Ladbrooks. Okay, so uh, we should really talk about United. And uh, okay, for me, there's something I'd like to talk about specifically about the United game first off, because I, I think you had a very interesting setup where uh, United had Lukaku up front and we had Higuain up front. And actually, they, apart from Lukaku doing a couple of things in the first half, they both did the same thing, which was stand, sulk, and be offside most of the time. Is, is Higuain turn, turning into the ultimate red herring of the season? And are we feeling sorry for Giroud? Um, I've never been convinced by Giroud. Um, Higuain has not been as good as I was hoping he might be. He's been as bad as I feared he would be. <laughs> um, he still scored two or three lovely goals. I mean, the goal against Burnley was 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 unreal. I mean, the the, the movement in the shot and everything. He was very very poor against a competent defence. Um, Lukaku has less less excuse. He's got no. There's you know Higuain is over 30 I believe yeah. um, he's you know been out of form for a, for a year or so Lukaku's got no excuse you know he's got age on his side he's got you know allegedly talent and skill on his side I thought he was abysmal well I, I, what do you think about Higuain for me he just stood there sulked Listen, and moaned Higuain was a, 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 you know and a last to pass to put on a cut that's been bleeding for a long 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 time a gash we, we should have we should have when we knew that Morata wasn't going to cut it in the Premier League we should have bought a striker last season, but we panic bought a keeper for 70 million, even though we knew our keeper was leaving, you know, about a year before. I mean, the whole transfer policy at Chelsea is, is so bad at the moment. You know, I mean, we just thought we'd muddle through with Giroud, who's, you know, I, I quite like as a player, and I think he does certain jobs really well. He's never going to win you the Premiership. He's never going to score 25, 26, 27 goals. We know that because he was at Arsenal for five years and we watched him and he was we, better then than yeah and, and we know what he can do and I, I i think he's a really good squad player actually and i quite like having him on the bench and i like him in you know if you've got a batter of defense i think he's quite good but we, we knew 
that, you know, I, 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 much like you, I was hoping against the odds that Higuain was going to show his, his world-class striker that he obviously once was. It doesn't seem to be the case. Uh, you're right about the sticking plaster. I mean, what, that, that, was, that was the problem. I mean, we, that's why I can't really blame Higuain. I mean, he, was, it, no. he, he, he's, he, was, he wasn't the answer. He, he, he doesn't even pretend to be the answer, really. And he's got um, one of the world's worst hairstyles. I mean, it's almost is, it's almost starting true. to develop into a comb over. Uh, now, I, I, we haven't seen one since Bobby Charlton and Ralph Coates, but it's almost yeah, yeah, you know, it's bad. But so I, what, I, at this point, I think I'd rather see Tammy Abraham on the pitch. I really would. I'd think I'd rather a cheeky bid back for Diego Costa now. Let's go when I get rid of him. I think he's trouble. I think we know he's, <laughs> he's trouble. Very but much God, trouble. But, but God, he was. But fun. he was. Yeah, but the you know, he was him. just brilliant for us. The, but the thing he is was about... just brilliant. I mean, he, made, he everyone everyone hated him except Chelsea because he was just he was a menace. Which kind of Drogba was a little bit as well. But that's that's the kind of striker we've always needed. You know, we need someone that can terrify. I remember, you know, Arsenal. I, you know, you could see when when Def- Costa or Drogba was on that. You know, team sheet. You can see defense is worried because anything could happen. And now we've we haven't had that for a while. With them, it's it, against Arsenal. We were always yeah. one up. Yeah. You know, straight away if they were yeah. on the pitch. And the thing is about Costa. You know, everyone goes on. He was trouble. From what I gather, everyone loved him at, at the ground. All the players. Yeah. Loved him. Oh, yeah. He wasn't no, no, the problem no. with the players. No, it was when when he he had his head turned by Chinese money, didn't he? And then he was. Well, then it was he, even then, before then, during the Mourinho era, when he sort of um, he couldn't understand why the club couldn't sail him outside. A transfer window. Yeah, <laughs> um, he's not the brightest. No, he's not um, the fizziest drink in the but fridge. He, he was just, you know, you just want to. For me, and I talk about this quite a lot. The greatest moment I remember to sum up Costa as a player was that game against West Brom at home in about the 70th minute or something. It goes out wide. He's on his own. We're we're, we're nil nil. No hope. Not getting anything together. And he just somehow gets the ball and just batters the defender out the way, going, "You are not." stopping me <laughs> and just goes through and just rifles it into the roof of the net and you go that is what we're missing okay you got a slight glimpse with Higuain's goal um, the, the other week but that is what Costa could do regularly for you just when he thought he's doing nothing other than you know pinching the central defender's <laughs> arse or something or causing a nuisance or getting a card he would then suddenly do something mercurial and just take your breath but away. we're not going to buy him back so no of course you know. we're not but we there isn't anyone like that for me Inzaghi's a waste of time he he apparently is a troublemaker so I don't know I don't I don't know where we go I don't know who we go to it may not be possible to go to anyone which means we're back to your thought of does Tammy come back I, you know what? I just think we, you know, it, there's there's obviously game time for him there. I, you know, something's not working. Listen, we can't buy anyone. We might as well. Well, look, if we can't buy anyone, does that mean you can take people on loan still? If we've got, so I if, don't think you can. I, don't think, you I can think if either. they're already on loan, and I think you can extend the loan, which is what they're talking about doing with Kovacic. I don't think you can just bypass the loan, you'd the, the transfer it, ban. And I don't think you'd be allowed. Yeah, you're not allowed to, to register. This is my point. So, how does it work with Kovacic? Because he's only here till the end of the season. I think you can extend. Well, it would appear. Does that mean you can extend the agreement? Yeah. Yes. Then I, I would think. I honestly don't know. I think if there's no transfer window and they could, they will extend. I have Higuain. a feeling we have that clause in his contract anyway, in Higuain's contract. We should also remember we've got Pulisic coming in as well, who we did buy before any transfer ban. Yeah, yeah. He's a wide player though. He's a wide player, but he's he'll play if he plays. He'll play as as the 
either the left or the right on the on the on the yeah. front three. Yeah, it's whether I know he's coming in. It's whether he's any good. No one seems to really know. Um, Fifty millions worth of. He's not bad. He's he's he's, he's young. Yeah, he's, is um, he fifty millions worth? He's though? fast. He's skillful. He's got talent. I'm not entirely convinced he's got the nous yet to no. um, to succeed at the Premier League. And what worries me is he'll have a few bad games and everybody will get in his back. Yeah, well, because he's, he's not which, as. Hard, can I just know? say one thing about United fans? Right from Saturday's Sunday's game. That even though De Gea pretty much cost them their three points, when he went, you know, at the end, he still got an applause from their fans, which I thought was, you know, and that was more about what he'd done for the club. You know, he'd been their top player for four years out of five, and he still got a round of applause at the end. And it was like, like, don't worry, mate. I think Chelsea fans might not have been quite so caring about his ego. You know, I, I, and I, I, I was quite, I was quite impressed by United fans giving him a, a round of applause as he went off. Yeah, well done, Man U. Hmm. But I still don't like any of them. And that's just the way it is, you know. But, yeah, you know, we're not necessarily so generous of spirit, I would suggest. No. But, okay, so, well, with with this in mind that we've got this battle for sixth place is what I think. It's unreal, isn't it? It I mean, is. I, I've, I, I One I've win out before. of 16 games or something between yeah. Arsenal <laughs> and Man United should be absolutely ashamed, ashamed of the fact they're below us. And we've been so bad <laughs> for so long. I mean, months and months of terrible, it's, terrible it's, football. It's like, and we're still fourth. How is that even it's possible? It's like Champions League football is a disease that nobody wants. Well, and it's, it's actually, it's in our hands. It's up to us. If we carry on winning, well, carry on. Don't say if that. we start winning, then it's down to us. You know, so no one can. I mean, that I can't get my head around. But anyway, well, we got this. This next few days is quite interesting. We got the semi-final Eintracht Frankfurt in the proper cup, the proper European competition. They are a good side, and I, I, I they're organised. Yeah, I, I think it's going to be a bit of a you know, look. If Sarri can get these guys up for basically one, two, three, four, possibly five more games. It could be an incredible season, but I, I agree with you. I think Eintracht Frankfurt is a difficult game. I mean, game. If, if, if you go back to the, the, the uh, Prague game, I mean, that's the classic example of us being able to capitulate and throw a 3-0 lead or whatever, you know, away and make it squeaky bum time very quickly. Yeah, I mean, we've got to be... We've got to keep... Why can't we keep it together? I and mean, we, we seem to be able to do it for half a game and no more. Well, I, I think the one thing he's got to look at, as I say, I think the central pairing will be looked at it has to be looked at in some way or another through the summer but what he does against Frankfurt I presume Rudiger won't be about now for Rudiger's the rest of the season Rudiger's had knee surgery today he oh has he yes he will, okay. he will not play right he don't play hear stuff like that in the country <laughs> <laughs> no he went to Italy for knee surgery he's out he's not going to play again this season obviously so I'm not unhappy about Christensen stepping up I think he's had a tough old season and he gets in for a little bit and then gets out he's not found himself in a run of games to get some form together so I'm quite happy that he'll be there for the rest of the season He's going to have to step it up against yeah, Frankfurt. He is. Frankfurt are the first proper side we've played in the, in the I, Euro I'd League. have preferred Christensen and Rudiger together than Christensen and Louise together. When Louise is on form, and he has been a couple of times this season, <laughs> he does look fantastic. Yeah, yeah he does. Oh, he's, he's, oh, he's a world-class player. Defense. He's a world-class player that comes out once in a while. Well, yeah, well, I, think, I also think that he is better with a younger player alongside him because he feels that responsibility. So, you know, well, he we'll doesn't see. wander off and do crazy things. Yeah, exactly. So well, he maybe, going, maybe it's a good thing. <laughs> I'm playing in defence today. Who was he playing yes. alongside when we played Man City at home? Because he was sensational that game. <laughs> the 2 the, the uh, 0 win. Oh, right. Okay. Uh, he was un- unreal. He was, he was yeah, he was. Tackling I, think everything. Was really I think he tackled the referee at one point. Yeah, he did. <laughs> That's right. 
<laughs> so, okay, so um, we got we got to get on to the prediction side of things. So, what's our thoughts with uh, Frankfurt away? It's Frank. Oh, Frankfurt away this week, isn't it? Oh yeah. my god! Um, I've got a horrible feeling about this one. I think we're going to go down two 0 <gasps> No one ever says things like that on here. Oh no, Seb's one all. One all. Oh yeah, I'm I'd g- take a one all. Definitely, I'd take a one all. But... Yeah, I, I, I think a happy one all. Yeah, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go two all. So that brings us finally to the last home game of the season at the weekend. Watford. Now, well, I reckon if we win this one, that's fourth place sewn up because I don't think Man United are going to take us on goal difference. No. Nope. I can't. I can see Arsenal losing the last game against Burnley, which means we only need to be sort of four points ahead of them. Is um, Arsenal away to Burnley? Yeah, it is. Yeah. Yeah, um, so nailed on to lose that. So I reckon we need the win. I think we'll do it. I think Watford will be, you know, sort of trying, trying to avoid injury and so on. And I think we might win that one-two-one. Oh, I'm going with you. What do you reckon, Seb? Watford at home. Three-one. Three-one. To okay. Who? To us, <laughs> of course. I'm going two-nil to us. I, I just think you know. Surely, Chelsea, you can get it together for the last couple of the weeks. Just can't see our defence not conceding. I can well, no, see, but I, I can I'm see it being Hazard's last great Hazard, game. Hazard. Hazard. Hazard's hurrah is where I was going with this. <laughs> he's still talking we in the, all the press yeah, conferences. It's yeah. a Chelsea boy. I know he's leaving. I know he's yeah, leaving. I, but listen, I still he's think been he's flashing a his knickers to Real Madrid for so long. I think it's nailed on this one. So. Yeah. Terrible I, time to go. To I, I, if I'm honest. I, I think it, 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 it's either got to, he's either just got to go and we've got to get on with it, get on with life because it, it's it's really distracting. No, it's, it's fun. No, he's I mean he's he's given us yeah yeah it, seven mean, years yeah, eight I mean, years of his, of his like career the best Co- seven years of his career and Courtois who literally everyone would have driven to the airport you know I think mm-hmm. he, he will go and wherever wherever he goes he will be always greeted warmly by Chelsea fans. I don't think I don't think Hazard's done anything wrong. I don't think Courtois referred to us as we once in his entire Chelsea career. No, and he's no. had a terrible season and oh, I, I've, I've smiled yeah. <laughs> throughout yeah. this. There's one, my one smiling moment. He's third, third, third choice now, is he, behind, behind um, yeah. but, Dan but One thing that does piss me off about him is he's always going, I can't wait for Eden to join us here. And you're like, as if you haven't insulted Chelsea fans enough, you're now trying to help grease the wheels on our best player leaving. You're still a tosser. Yeah, well, and on that note, on that fine, fine rant. eulogy <laughs> to a former player. So, yes, let's see. So, this is the last huzzah for Hazard. Yes. All right. Well, thanks, Robert. Champion that you are. Thank you, Seb. Well, you're always a champion. Thank you. And thanks to me and everyone else, including Leon, our engineer, who's such a lovely man. Aren't you, Leon? Okay, we're off. Goodbye. The Chels is backed for the season by Ladbrooks. This is a playback media production. Get all the associated links for this podcast at chelseapodcast.net. Sports Social Podcast Network.